Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. All right. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I actually had to just stop today's guest because she was telling me all this amazing stuff. And I was like, no, 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 we need to record this. <laughs> <laughs> so I got excited when, um, when Sarah popped on the, the screen today, cause I record in zoom, even though I only share the audio because I haven't seen you in a while. And Sarah and I worked together. How long ago was that now? exactly a year ago exactly a year that's so good yeah. partly that feels like yesterday and partly that feels like so long ago like when I, I saw it, I was like what <laughs> her. Yeah. Um, so I'm super excited to have Sarah Sophia here um Instagram's a really fun place to follow her and I'm gonna let her introduce herself and I invited her on the podcast today because she really took the opportunity to explore her abortion in a way, at least after we work together, like to explore abortions in a way that lets you heal and create something, like grow something from the experience. And that like, I feel like you're like the essence of my work is like, yeah, it's not super fun to go through abortions and like, what do we want to learn from it? What do we want to create from it? What's supposed to be born from it? <laughs> like that's so much what you do. Okay. So I will let you introduce yourself to this audience today. And then like, I want to hear all the amazing stuff you were telling me before we hit record. <laughs> well, my name is Sarah. I am a holistic health coach and I am so honored to be here. Um, I believe yeah, like I said, a year ago, I was listening to this podcast, um, listening to all these amazing women, and like, it was helping me through my own experience, that's when I reached out to Amanda, so the fact that I'm on here today means the world to me, so thank you for having it's me. so awesome, I just like, everything feels right right now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so good. But yes, yeah, so like I was saying, um, so the essence of my coaching program that I'm about to release, um, I believe in two weeks, is working with your inner child. Um, so from ages zero to seven, we run on these brain waves called theta brain waves, which are the same brain waves as um, you would be as if you were under a hypnotic state. So, you know, from zero to seven, we are in this hypnotic state where we are absorbing basically everything from our environment. Mm -hmm. um, even if, you know, I hear a lot of parents be like, oh, she's so, or he's so young, they're not gonna remember. Um, but unfortunately our subconscious, subconscious does remember. And that manifests when we are adults. And I was talking a little bit about, you know, triggers and, Sometimes when we're adults and we get triggered by some things and we're like, where did that come from? That's not something that I usually, like, I don't usually respond to things like that. Like, why do I react that way? Um, everything has a reason. 
and I invite you to look into your triggers Mm -hmm. because there is a great potential for growth there. And also I was telling Amanda that I have always like never really remembered much of my childhood. And so that kind of bummed me out for a while because I was like, well, I want to work with um, my childhood because I know it's so influential, but I don't remember much of it. And so I was reading this book that's called The Five Wounds of the Soul, which I recommend everybody read. So she talks about the five childhood wounds, which are abandonment, rejection, injustice, humiliation, and betrayal. Um, Within these wounds, they, um, they can manifest into your adult life. And so what she portrays in her book is how they manifest, you know, how that abandonment wound manifests when you're adult or the rejection wound. And if you look at how you are right now, you don't have to remember your childhood. You know, you can work with the information that you know right now. So like I said, looking into your triggers, you know, if some, like for me, I used to start crying whenever my bosses would like raise their voice at me and it'd be so embarrassing because <laughs> they would just simply be telling me like, hey, you need to do this and this. And I'd be like already crying. I'm like, no, no, no. So that for me was like that fear of authority, probably because when I was younger, my parents were very authoritative with me. Um, so that's a fear that came up. So working with your inner child basically is And like, first of all, let me explain what the inner child is, which is what I've been explaining is that part of us, that um, inner child that the needs weren't met because when we're kids, we are completely dependent on our caregivers. We are completely dependent physically, emotionally, like all sorts of ways. So when certain needs don't get met as a child, we start to develop coping mechanisms to kind of deal with that need not being met. And that's how it translates into you becoming an adult and having the triggers and stuff like that. So um, that inner child is just that part of you that has those needs that weren't met. Mm. So, and that can translate easily into that ego that is also, they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. All right, can we go, what were the five again? Abandonment, rejection, and betrayal. What were the other two? Humiliation. Yeah. And then, which ones did you say? Abandonment, rejection, betrayal, humiliation. Oh, injustice. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you look at these five, it's like everything abortion. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like so many of the people I talk to and see feel abandoned, feel rejected, have some story around betrayal, absolutely humiliation, and definitely injustice. Like, like of course these would come up in abortion mm. in such a deep, raw way. And I feel like So some of that is what happened for you, right? Like some of that came up, even though you didn't realize it was coming from that inner child place. Yeah, I mean, at first I, like I was telling you, like I feel like my abortion, my experience like completely cracked my heart open and I was so vulnerable to so many emotions all coming at once. And I was like being hit left and right. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've never, because if I think about it, I, I feel like I've always been very numb to emotions. Um, 
So with my experience, I feel like everything came out to light and my wounds came out to light so powerfully and they were just yeah. like making themselves known. And so there was, I, I didn't have any other choice but to look <laughs> and oh to start God. working through them. Now, this is work. I, di- I didn't do inner child work with you. Like <laughs> I must've done something to be supportive to you. Um, I loved our coaching and I just remember watching you grow in such a beautiful way and your willingness to like face stuff and dive in and like really be curious and explore it. Um, where did understanding, was it just that you picked up the book and you were like, oh, this is, this is the deeper work. So I, cause I got into like my healing work probably like 2018 and I had heard it before like yeah. various times, but I've never really paid attention to it. And so I've always been like 2020 was a huge, um, year for me to do like shadow work so I really like looked into that and I got into therapy and all these things and obviously with my experience like a huge shadow work but one thing I realized is that I'm very like you said like I'm very like here's a problem I need the solution right away here's another problem I need the solution and I didn't let myself I was very my masculine energy I didn't really let myself like feel the emotion so like when I remember working with you I was always like okay, like what's next? Like I'm ready to heal. What's next? I'm ready to heal all my ancestors and my lineage and all of these things. And, you know, whenever everything calmed down and I feel like it was like two, three weeks after um, my abortion, I feel like I just got, like I said, like a hit of emotion, like a huge wave of like all the things that I, cause I was so in the go, go, go that when everything like settled down, that's when I was like overwhelmed by all these, like it was grief, but it was so much more than like so much deeper than just grief um and that's when I started to like look deeper into it and um and I picked up the book and it just kind of all clicked together but it was just that finally letting myself feel the emotion and not being so like structured even in my healing you know what I mean like I didn't flow through my healing. It was kind of like school. It was like, I did the homework. Okay, then I should pass the test and I should be fine. But then things kept coming up for me. I'm like, why does it keep coming up? And it's like, oh, well, because I didn't really, I didn't let myself grieve, you know? Yeah, with yeah. I did I remember the whole month that I was working with you, I don't think I cried. Like, yeah, I was so numb. <laughs> and I yeah. have been like that. That's probably why I don't remember my childhood because I was always numb. Um, so when I did cry, it was, it was so much. I was overwhelmingly a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I remember that with you pretty significantly is like, just like slow down, step back. Like, um, I forget what you said a few minutes ago, but it's like that want to just be the good student that want to Mm -hmm. like do what you're supposed to do to learn the lesson. But basically it's do what you're supposed to do to get the grade. And just like, let's slow down, like slow down. What's really going Mm -hmm. on here? Let's keep looking. And yeah, I think that, um, I just think it's amazing that you, were there times that you remember wanting to walk away from it? Like what I was going to say is I think it's amazing that you just kept going and kept digging and kept exploring. 
what did you do in those moments where you're like, this is too much. I just want to walk away. So it would happen one or two ways. And the, I mean, the biggest thing was that I, I went back into my old ways, which was numbing, which was like, let me just forget about it. Let me just do something else. Let me, you know, or I would, it was weird. Like I would work on like my self-healing journey, but I wouldn't really touch on the things that I knew were very sensitive. Like I would touch on the easy stuff. So it'd be like, okay, I'm still in the healing process, but like, I'm not going to get to that until, um, my, my doggy passed away in, I believe it was the end of April. And I, I became a mess. Like I was like all over the place again. Cause that, that was my, my daughter. Like That was my, yeah. my child. I, I miss her so much. And so her death was really hard on me. And I feel like her death too cracked me open because again, all these emotions came back again. Like they weren't gone. I thought they were gone, but no, they were still there. Like, I feel like, and I have this like maybe this theory and don't get me wrong I'm not a psychologist or anything but I have this theory about death that sometimes with grief you know it can crack your heart open because I feel like grief is like one of the only accepted ways where people feel comfortable in feeling their emotions Mm. because people let you grieve you know when you when you're going through a death people are like I'm so sorry for your loss like they bring you flowers they do this they do that you don't have to explain your grief. You don't have to explain why you're sad or you're mad or anything. So it's so easy for everything else to come up because it's like your body's like, okay, I can finally get this out. But it's just like manifested in like me kept saying, oh, well, my dog died. So I'm really sad. So I'm going to cry all the time. Right. You know, of course I was crying about my dog too, but in part as well, I can't be like blind to the fact that it was so much more than that. Um, and I think that was a turning point for me where I was like, this isn't going anywhere. Like I can keep running away from it, but it's still going to be a part of me, no matter how much I numb it out or how much I, you know, run or how, how many hours I go to the gym or, you know, all these things that I do to like, kind of not think or distract myself. So Yeah. Well, there's that piece with abortion where it's like, there is for so many of us, there's so much grief, but it's not like you can just, most of us don't post on Facebook, like my dog died, I had an abortion. And then everyone's like, oh my goodness, what do you need? Can I bring Mm -hmm. you something? Um, Do you need a shoulder to cry on? Like, and so that to me comes back to these childhood wounds where it's like, I'm feeling all this grief. And on top of that, I'm feeling abandonment, rejection, betrayal, humiliation, and injustice. And like that, I think is such just a deep cracking open. What do you think it is in human beings who experience that cracking open and see it as a curse versus those who see it as an opportunity? So... I was actually just, I heard this video. I, I, I'm, I'm currently undergoing prep for a bodybuilding competition. So I was doing cardio and I listened to a lot of motivational things because when you're doing like 45 minutes of Stairmaster, you need motivation. Yeah. But um, I was listening to this and it was, it was perfect because it was, the guy literally said, you know, you, you can either have pain hold you back or you can 
grow through your pain Mm -hmm. and I feel like that that ties in perfect to what you're saying it's not easy it's not easy because like I said it's things that most of us has been have been holding back for years yeah so you it's not easy for you to be like okay let me just look at everything that I've been holding back because it can like it can literally overwhelm your nervous system so not only emotionally are you overwhelmed but your physical body is overwhelmed and that can manifest in you being depressed anxious like not wanting to get up no energy no anything and so I feel like the best thing people can have even if you do or decide not to is to have compassion for yourself because it's not easy and the people that decide not to go through it you know have compassion for yourself but at the same time realize that on the other side there is so much potential for like living a truly authentic and just happy life like yeah we are meant to be happy and unfortunately a lot of us have been in a in a stressed state of mind for so long that we just think this is normal like we yeah. think that what we're going through this is just how I am you know I'm just always anxious I'm just always sad like I can't control it it's just a part of me or you know for the longest time I've I know a lot of people can relate just being like, well, I'm just, I'm broken. There's something wrong with me, you know? And it's so important for those people to know that you're not broken. Like there's nothing wrong with you, but it's not going to be easy to get on the other side. Is it worth it? Yes, but it's not going to be easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I have a little book. I'm going to reach for it and I hold it under a bell of all the clients I've worked with. So we're on video, so you guys can't see this, but I'm holding it up. And it, so this is like all the clients I've, I've worked with around abortion. And it says, I'm not telling you it's going to be easy. I'm telling you it's going to be worth it. And then I wrote, because you're worth it. And like, that's where I keep all my people. I love that you said that. It, and yeah. it's like, part of it is like, well, why would I sign up for all that work, all that like, having to face all that stuff it's like because Mm -hmm. it's worth it because it's worth it and I asked you about like curse versus opportunity because some people see that heart cracking open and then as you were talking I was thinking like another thing is like to experience your pain as punishment like I think a lot of people after abortion are like well I should feel this pain because I should suffer like this is punishment Mm -hmm. Um, so to experience that pain as punishment or to experience it as like light, as in like a spotlight. And that's where it comes back to what you were talking about with the triggers, right? Like Mm -hmm. this is just showing you where you can grow. Like this is showing you where you can crack open and then create something. Um, and so it's always like, we can see the pain and think like this is punishment or we can see the pain and be like this is this is opportunity like this is showing me where to go like it's a guide yeah and that's what you do like that's the work (laughs) that you're doing is like okay here it is now Mm -hmm. let's go there and you know two things came up for me when you were talking one you know 
it was easier for me to feel pain when my dog died because of what you said, because I felt like I wasn't allowed to feel that grief with my abortion because there's so much like, you know, we know all this, but for us women that go through this, there's so much guilt and shame that comes up and not enough space for us to just cry because we don't we feel like we're not allowed to cry we feel like we're not allowed to feel the pain um but I feel like in itself death is universal and it it is a death and you're allowed to grieve whatever death um and then also like you were saying about you know kind of me guiding people also when you I think it becomes easier when you become aware of your triggers and you and you start realizing like connecting the dots like oh this is why I'm like this or this is why I'm like this and you realize hey I'm not broken like hey there's a light at the end of the tunnel that in itself like can push you to keep going even if it gets hard even if it gets really overwhelmed like you can keep going because you're seeing that light because you're seeing there's a reason for why I'm like this like for many years and I still question myself sometimes you know because I have a lot of anxiety like towards everything and so a lot of the times like where where does this come from like I know I wasn't born with it you know but in many ways you know my environment my family my society and everything has shaped me to be the person that I am today we are a product of our environment at the end of the day and there's no one to blame but there is work to do to get back into that like how we came in this world (laughs) yeah what do you say to people who are like well I don't I don't even see the light that you're talking about like I don't what is the meaning of all this what is the purpose of all this um people are I find that sometimes people are so hung up on like seeing the end goal that they're missing like the journey right they're like I need Mm -hmm. to know why so for instance when I worked with you you weren't like okay my why my meaning my purpose is to do this inner child work like you weren't there yet yeah like but if you'd been hung up on like I have to know why in order to do the work you wouldn't have got there Like you just, you're such a student of like letting it unfold and okay, now I need to work with Amanda and then I need to read this book and then I need to, until the pieces come together. I feel like you're, you're really an example of that versus like, I know exactly why this happened to me and now I'm going to go after it. Yeah. Um, I say, take it day by day, Yeah. you know, even hour by hour, minute by minute. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, healing is not linear. And one day, one minute, you may be feeling perfect. You may be feeling on top of the world. And the next minute, you may feel like you plummeted, you know, and that can be very discouraging. Um, but the most important thing is, is to see that, is to see that healing isn't linear. And you might not see the, that light at the end of the tunnel every single day. But if you keep reminding yourself, like, I'm going to have compassion for myself. I know I'm doing this for myself. Whatever the outcome may be, like even if I reach the end of the tunnel or maybe I get stuck in the middle or maybe I just, I never start in the first place. Like I'm going to take it day by day, hour by hour. Um, 
because I was like you said I was I used to be very like I need to know why I'm doing this in order for me to start and know that it's worth it you know what I mean yeah and so when you're stuck in that you know nobody really knows what can happen and what can result in anything that we do um the best thing we can do is trust ourselves build that connection within ourselves and really just take things slow yeah and not not and just like I feel like the biggest thing is just have compassion for yourself even when you go back to those I mean I'm telling you my healing wasn't linear I it's not like after my experience I was overwhelmed by emotions and I was like okay time to heal my inner child like no I told you I went right back to numbing like I went right back to numbing everything and distracting myself and Mm -hmm. completely like "Hmm, that's not even in my head anymore you know until it life itself like brought it back to me so it's it's not linear it's not easy but if you take it day by day you will get there what do you think about like even when you were in that place where you weren't ready to like do the deep feeling work um you were still in a numbing place but you knew to surround yourself with people who believed in you right like do you know do you know what I mean by that difference sometimes we numb and we sabotage like we we numb and we just like go to parties and drink and like eat bad and like right but there was something about you even though you were numbing you were still surrounding yourself with coaches and books and spiritual like ideas that it wasn't like you weren't fully in it but you were always like keeping that possibility around you do you know what yeah am I making any sense (laughs) (laughs) what was that in you (laughs) I because at the end of the day I also believe I used to believe that you know when we when I got when I had my first spiritual awakening I was like back in 2018 2017 I was like oh this is it I'm all healed and holy you know what I mean like yeah I am just perfect and when I realized like wait no there's way more work to do um I still believed in it because even though it wasn't like huge amounts of like um, healing, there were still parts of me that I was like, okay, this is different or this is, you know, I'm, I'm working through this. Like it was like little rewards, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. wasn't this huge thing. It was just like these little things that I noticed like, hey, I don't get so anxious anymore. Or I, it's not even like, cause the triggers are gonna be there whenever you you start healing these things it's not that you know triggers are disappearing it's that when they appear you learn to deal with them better and I feel like that's what really pushed me and kept motivating me because it's like well I know a year ago this used to really bother me bother me but now I'm not as anxious when it happens or I'm not as, you know, I don't cry anymore when my bosses yell at me. <laughs> like that, That's a win for me and maybe yeah. a small win, but like keeping those in mind, it's like, I know that I'm going in the, the right direction, even if I'm taking three steps forward and like four steps back, like those totally. little wins count. Yeah. Celebrating all those little wins and just those yeah. moments where you read something and you feel a little bit better. Mm -hmm. or you look at someone and you feel a little bit better like being with those moments instead 
instead of expecting every moment to be like monumental aha like yeah <laughs> spiritual <Which> is, awakening <laughs> and like I feel like a lot of people expect that because yeah in this like new like spiritual era a lot of things are like you know once you're awake you're gonna see life completely different and everything's gonna so I feel like you are like expecting that to happen you're yeah. like okay well I'm ready for my life to change I'm ready to you know have a thousand million dollars in my bank account and like have the nice house and all these things that I'm supposed to be like manifesting and all so I feel like it's kind of like don't set yourself up for that you know like celebrate the little wins celebrate yeah. the, they add up I promise mm -hmm. you they add up and once you know it you're like this you're living in the big win yeah it's not something that just like clicks in your head and it happens like it, yeah. it's a process yeah and it's a beautiful one if you let it I love that just believe that it's all adding up yeah. yes oh so good um anything okay so a few things you are launching this new program. So I'm going to bump this podcast up so that people have a chance to sign up for that before, um, before it goes. So tell the audience a little bit about that program. If someone listening is a good fit, like what is, what's that about? Yeah. So it's basically becoming aware of those wounds. Um, I have um, a whole like bunch of meditations that we can do together and just kind of like really connecting with that inner child I think that's the most important thing just like meeting your inner child like who is she what does she embody or what does he embody you know for me it was like the biggest thing for me is that I used to love dancing when I was little and somewhere along the lines I stopped dancing and when I started to reconnect with my inner child it was like I love dancing and dance mm. all the time so it's like even little things that you do during the day can connect back. So it's really like building that connection, finding out or becoming self-aware, doing a little bit of ego work, um, which income comes with the five wounds and realizing that we can turn this into something beautiful, that yeah. it doesn't have to. And um, we can embody our inner child every single day. And that's, that's literally the foundation of my work. Uh, it's to set you up to keep working with your inner child because your inner child doesn't mm -hmm. go away. It's always going to be there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's finding that like way of communicating and uh, beginning some really beautiful healing work through meeting your inner child. Mm. I love it. It's amazing. Um, okay. There's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who um, think about um I'm going to do a little self plug right now who think about working with me, but they're not, they're not taking that leap. Like, what would you say to that person? Who's like a on the fence about calling you or messaging you and signing up for your program or on the fence about signing up with me and my program. Like, what is that person who's like, or some other program, right? Like mm -hmm. that person who's like, I know I need something, but I'm afraid to take the leap. What do you say to that person? The first step to healing, and this will go for any program or any therapy that you do, is that connecting back with yourself. Is that, you know, loving yourself. And I feel like if you are on the verge of, you know, working with Amanda, me or whoever else, um, 
realize that you're doing it for yourself you know mm-hmm. let that be enough let because that be you enough. are yeah Ooh, you are that gave me chills <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately yeah. a lot of people don't believe that that's enough but it's more than enough because mm-hmm. you are enough yeah um that brings me back to my little book of clients exactly. that says mm-hmm. like it's going to be worth it because you are worth it exactly Oh, so good. Um, okay. Uh, I follow you on Instagram. Is that the best place for people to find you or is there another yes. place? That's perfect. Awesome. So we'll link up. Um, it's Sarah Sophia, right? S-O-F-I-A. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you have an X in there. Okay. Yeah, so the cool. link for anyone who doesn't want to go to the show notes is Sophia, S-O-F-I-A-X. Sarah, S-A-R-A underscore. <laughs> but we'll, we'll link it up. Um, thank you so much. I can't believe it's been a year since we worked together. Um, I'm so glad you kept looking and kept doing the work. And like, as soon as I saw that you were offering this, I was like, yes, that's what this is about. Like, take it all and turn it into something. Like, keep going and let it be a part of how you serve the world. That's like exactly what you're doing. <laughs> so good. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. All right. Until next week. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.